This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. What is good? BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B and Lewiston, Idaho. Presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. I am Jerem Jordan in Provo. Spencer is in Lewiston, as I mentioned, where the team is staying. And hey, it's, it's Cougar on Cougar crime this week. Indeed it is, Jerem. I am live right now in the coach's lounge that is set up at the team hotel. They've got Kit Kats and Almond Joys and all sorts of goodies and snacks for when they arrive. They won't get here until later this afternoon, so I'm not sure why they let me into the room here. Are to, any uh, coaches lounging? Cougar on Cougar Clash, but not right now. I mean, I got a couple of production assistants that are lounging right now, David Holliday and Travis Cameron. Oh, but, oh know, classic. They deserve that. They deserve that. I think so, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned the Cougar on Cougar crime, and there is something fantastic from Washington State's football social media accounts. We've all seen the Spider-Man pointing at each other, right? Yeah. Well, look Look at this. This is great. Fantastic work here with the two Cougars pointing. <laughs> so the Cougs versus Cougs. But, Jerem, upon further review, look at the back of Cosmo's jersey. Mm-hmm. There's yep. something wrong there. Cosmo. Cosmo with a Z? Is it Come w- on. Wazoo, like with the, the Z? They like Zs <laughs> or something? I, I, I yeah, don't know. but probably thinking that way. That is funny. I really like that. That's funny. Cosmo and, uh, oh, it's Butch the Cougar. That's right. That's his name, Butch. Okay, should be... Yeah, uh, Butch should... the Cougar. Yeah, is, is Butch with a Z? Is there a Z in there somewhere, Jerem? Yeah, let's just add one. Yeah, I like that. Okay, here's your show lineup, lounging in the coach's lounge. I, I need you a little more... You're like a little too upright and formal for like lounging, but anyway. Here's the show lineup. What would surprise us about the game tomorrow? What would surprise us? We'll, we'll uh, answer that chat with the other voice of the Cougars uh, for Wazoo. Top 25 matchup, undefeated teams, women's volleyball tonight. Setter Whitney Bauer will join us, the teenage junior. And a surprise bit of info about Tijon Lucas's recruiting period and the always popular prop picks. But first, let's hit up some headlines, baby. In a season of just unpredictable, unbelievable results, things get even more fascinating for tomorrow's matchup between the Cougars and Cougars. BYU football at Washington State. This is the Red Cougars' first game without their now former head coach Nick Rolovich and four of his assistants since they were fired for not being compliant with vaccine mandates in the state of Washington. BYU have noticed three and one all-time against Washington State, including a win over the Red Cougars in their last meeting. Game set for 3.30 Eastern, that's 12.30 Pacific, can be heard live on BYU Radio and watched live on Fox Sports 1. Fascinating matchup, Darren. We'll talk much more about this in just a few minutes. Claudius Take is named the finalist for the Polynesian Football Hall of Fame. He's one of eight among over 100 nominees. Inductees will be announced on November 4th. Sione Takitaki tallied three tackles in a Cleveland Browns big win against the Denver Broncos in the NFL version of Thursday Night Football. Cougs in the NFL this weekend also include Zach Wilson taking on the New England Patriots with Kyle Van Noy and Harvey Longy. Fred Warner has a primetime matchup against the Indianapolis Colts. Number eight women's volleyball plays number 21 San Diego tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Both are 8-0 in the West Coast Conference. BYU's won 11 matches in a row, dropped two sets during that span, that's it. In fact, BYU's lost one match all year, 18-1, only seven sets lost, period. 
Massive game tonight in the Smithfield House. Should be rocking. Cannot wait. By the way, who is your favorite Friends character? Just wondering. Uh, it would definitely be Chandler. Join me, won't you? <laughs> yeah, it's got to be Chandler. Bing! That'd be fun if he was in the house tonight. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Indeed it would, for sure. Hey, how about Midnight Madness? Uh, you may as well go from volleyball to Midnight Madness, yeah. right? BYU Basketball Media Day yesterday at the Marriott Center. Student event, understandably to get hyped for the upcoming season. It's not hard to get hyped when Mark Pope is involved. Just see yesterday's interview with him, for an example. There will be plenty of giveaways, other events. If you're local, the event begins at 11 p.m. Doors open at 10, 15 p.m. And I'm told, Jaron, that you need to wear black. Well, we're not gonna be there because I'll be in Lewiston. And I'll be, be in bed. Well, we got yeah. kids and I'll we'll be, be in bed. Yeah. yeah. Yep, I'm, uh, I'm getting old. Number 12, uh, by the way, blackout at women's volleyball. You can just go right to uh, Midnight Madness. Love it. Yeah. Number 12, women's soccer plays 0-15 LMU. Yep, 0-15. 9 Eastern on the BYU TV app tomorrow night. Cougars on a five-game win streak, outscoring opponents 28-3 in WCC play. No word on which on if this game will be 28-3, but we shall see tomorrow night. Yeah, the, the women's soccer team might score a record uh, 11 goals. In they the might game. go seven plus. What's <laughs> that, the record? Is that, it 10? That, it's yeah. I don't know what well, the record they were is. Tied at 11. I oh, believe. tied 11. I believe okay. it's 11. Cool. Yes. Yeah. It, it could get very ugly very quickly, as it has for many opponents that BYU have faced well, at home this year. It's not ugly All for right. BYU. <laughs> BYU men's golf currently second at the Stockton Invitational behind Washington State. Okay. The Cougar golfers got to get it done against the other Cougars. Keanu Aquina and Max Brenchley lead BYU. They're both tied for fifth overall in the individual race at four under par. And on the women's side, Leela Naliai, congratulations. She's been named the Utah Golf Association Women's Player of the Year. Wow. Carrie Roberts is recruiting some outstanding talent to her team. They're one of the five currently ranked top 25 teams on campus right now. And I think it's fantastic that it's a Polynesian female, right? The game is growing, which yes. is awesome. Congratulations to Leela. That's great. And TJ Haas has entered his name to the G League draft tomorrow. He's one of 82 players in the pool. Played in Poland for Truffle Sopot last season and had a spell in Germany earlier this season. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. All right, BYU and Washington State coming up tomorrow afternoon on the Palouse in Pullman. BYU coming off a two-game losing streak. Boise State, Baylor, we are well aware. So, which BYU player or position group do you expect to have the biggest bounce back versus Washington State? Jeremy, it starts with the run defense. There is no way that BYU is going to give up 300-plus rushing yards to Washington State. Based on one, primarily, Washington State likes to throw the ball all over the field so they won't be as run heavy. But even if they were, they're not Baylor up front. They don't have a potential All-American running back behind that offensive line. The run defense is going to have the biggest noticeable difference and bounce back performance tomorrow. If BYU can keep Washington State even to under 125 yards total rushing, then the Cougars in blue are going to win this game on the road. So I, I expect the run defense to bounce back in a big way. Guys hopefully have been able to rest up a little bit after the Baylor thing. And as Tyler Batty said, there's, there's one way to flush a bad loss, and that's just to get back to work, get in the details. And, we've, and he told me offline, uh, they have challenged each other 
with uh, essentially their man cards. Like, do you, do you want to continue to play for BYU and play at a high level and salvage this season? You're going to have to show up and play like a man on the defensive line, and I expect them to respond that way, Jerem. That's quite the response after just the second loss, not like a fourth loss in a row or something. Uh, no players-only meeting, so it's not that desperate quite yet, right? That's always the signal. Washington State puts up 111 a game rushing. It's not a ton. Of course, this isn't Mike Leach's uh, Washington State. This was Nick Rolovich's Washington State, and now it's not his Washington State. Um, Washington State put, is putting up 263 through the air. I would hope that BYU would not give up 300-plus. They're not going to give up 150 on the ground, right? My answer to this is the BYU run game. I think the key to everything BYU does on offense, and frankly in the entire game, is whether BYU on both sides of the ball, is whether BYU can run the ball because then it can control the clock. It can control the tempo. It can dictate things. You can get a lead. BYU had succession in, uh, success in the first five games when it took care of the ball, ran the ball effectively, and uh, you know controlled the clock, right? Um, didn't trail. I think the key to everything BYU does is the offense. Now, the last two weeks, BYU has rushed for a total of 178 yards. That's not going to get it. That's like a one-game total you need, right? Control the game. That's been BYU's formula. Also, as you mentioned, the run defense, as you said, let's quantify it, has allowed 443 yards and six touchdowns the last two games. Just not good enough. Obviously, the Baylor game is the outlier of the entire season. I also think BYU needs to put up some points, um, which we'll get to in a second. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. The run game, like football starts with the run game. Um, old Washington State would have said, you mean pass? You know, BYU in the 80s, you mean pass? But it's the run game. Can you run and can you stop the run? BYU's got to show up in that way, and I think they will against Washington State. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and Baylor, yes, was an outlier. They're very talented up front, very physical. BYU's on the road. But the concerning result for me was what happened the week before against Boise State, Jerem. And I think that's why the challenge of bring your man card has shown back up because Boise State was 105th in the country in rush offense coming into the BYU game, essentially at the halfway point. I mean, they had shown the country what they were, and it was not a rushing team. And they seemingly ran all over BYU up front in Provo. And it continued against Baylor, obviously. So... Washington State, as you mentioned, they only average 111 rush yards per game, but Boise State was averaging less than 100 per game coming into Provo, and they had their way. So now it's time for BYU's run defense, even against a team that's not known for the run, to stop it. It, it, it begins stop and it. ends with stopping the run and give the offense the ball. It would be great if Tyler Algier could run behind a revamped offensive line with the emergence of uh, Joe Tukuafu back in there, and we'll see about Harris Lachance. But BYU should be able to run the ball and most certainly should be able to stop the run against a team that's not heavy on that. But if you're Washington State and you've got a bunch of new coaches and a weird situation and you look at the past two weeks and say, okay, well, BYU hasn't really been able to stop the run. Like, maybe we should just play it safe, and especially if it's going to be rainy potentially in Pullman. Let's make them stop the run. Let's see if they can do it. And so I expect BYU's run defense to show up in a big way tomorrow. They should expect to be challenged uniquely against a team that likes to throw the ball on the ground game just because uh, of what's happened the past two weeks. Yeah, and, and uh, McIntosh might be out, it sounds like, but Borgie's really good. Max Borgie's got like 34 touchdowns in his career. He's super versatile. 
the receivers are really good for Washington State, too. That's kind of what they do typically. But, yeah, I, it's interesting. Defensive line, like, will BYU be healthy on the defensive line, too? Because last week we're getting down to some third stringers who are walk-ons, who are trying to do their best. But it frankly wasn't good enough, like you said. So hopefully the defensive line uh, shows up in a, a bigger, better way this week. And I think they will because Washington State's not Baylor. All right, Jerem, on to topic two. What do you expect tomorrow versus what type of results would surprise you? Let's just start with surprise, and then uh, you'll kind of read what I expect, I guess. Um, a Washington State win would surprise me. I believe that BYU would go in and win. I, Washington State's on a roll right now. They've won three in a row, feeling good. Yet, there's too much chaos for this to be anything but a distraction to me. Although, BYU has encountered similar things, 2013 uh, fight Hunger Bowl. Marcus Tuiasosopo is the interim head coach. They win. Granted, that was a talented Washington team with a bunch of NFL dudes. Um, and then 2015 against Missouri in, uh, in Kansas City. Very uh, you know, chaotic on campus. Gary Pinkle uh, says he's going to retire at the end of the year. They leverage that. This is different. This is a firing of the head coach. <laughs> vaccination, four assistants, including Mark Weber, who used to be at BYU, actually officiated Brian Logan's wedding. Like, they're tight. This is a bigger deal. Um, so I think if Washington State wins at all, I'll be surprised. I'll also be surprised if BYU doesn't score some points here. BYU has yet to get 28-plus in a game against a Power 5 team this year. I think this is the game. I think this is the game. BYU goes 30-plus in it. BYU's putting up 25.3. And the very similar outputs on offense against four Power 5s. 24, 26, 27, 24. BYU will get to 30-plus in this one. It would surprise me for sure, and I'm with you on the result, if Washington State wins this game. And you brought up 2013 and 2015. Yeah, the fight Hunger Bowl was unique, but seven or eight NFL guys on that Washington squad and essentially four full weeks to prepare for BYU knowing that you were going to have a coaching change, that makes that very different. The Missouri situation... Gary Pinkle still coached the game. You know, Nick Rolovich is he's not going to coach the game. Yeah, it's just the, the chaos. The four coordinators are yeah. not going to coach. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so there's chaos there, but, but it absolutely is very different. I mean, they're bringing in people, you know, hey, can you coach? Come on in. Let's, uh, how you feel? You want to join us for a few weeks, see how it goes? Let's go. What, what kind of results are, is, are those situations going to produce on the field? So if Washington State rallies and wins this game, man, credit to them because – they are, on paper, this should be an absolute disaster and debacle for them. Like, that's a lot to overcome. You can rally for a while and play with the motion for a while. Can you sustain that for a whole game? I wouldn't be surprised to see Washington State have a lead at halftime, but I would be surprised to see them win the game because it's really hard to sustain that for four quarters, three and a half hours as the game drags on because then that emotion wears off and it just becomes more tactical and who can endure and who can outlast and I expect BYU to do that yeah so uh I'm with you on the surprise result another thing that would surprise me is if Jaron Hall doesn't run more I expect to see at least two or three more run pass option plays it's time it's time for BYU and Jaron how are the ribs to go back to what worked how are the ribs is the question right and like I don't know if he can't run if they're not good enough if Yes, if the ribs aren't good enough, why is Baylor Romney not starting as quarterback? Because, because Jaron Hall, Hall is the starter because his legs are dynamic. Jaron Hall that, hasn't done it's, it's, anything to not deserve to be the starter, though. That's what's awkward here. Like, he's had quality passing games, his two best, actually, the last two sure, weeks. Like, certainly. BYU was explosive. 
to me, the run game's the key. Like, if Tyler can run, maybe Jaron doesn't have to, right? But in Arizona State and Utah, we're different. Washington State is different. So, yeah, we'll, we'll expand this conversation as we continue throughout the show. Our question sure. of the day, what would surprise you tomorrow in the BYU at Washington State game? Let's get to Voice of the Nation. At Ames on Twitter, I'd be surprised if we didn't look like ourselves again, like the 5-0 and team. Thankfully, we're back to playing the Pac-12. Winking face, cupcake. <laughs> is it as simple as playing the Pac-12? I don't believe it is. I believe BYU is a different team, some good, some bad, right, compared to what it was when it played Arizona, Utah, and Arizona State. It's been a couple of weeks, and things have changed. Hopefully, BYU can get back yeah. to that level, right? Yeah, getting back to what they've done, which is more run game, and the run pass option will open up Tyler Algier. Let's go. Yeah. Jaron, use your legs just a little bit more. Heal that All right, ribs. coming up, Jaron. <laughs> Wait, what? T. John Lucas turned down what major Big 12 program to choose BYU? Details on the way. I was shocked by this yesterday. And Matt Chazanel, the voice of the other Cougars, previews the matchup. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Whether you are watching or listening to BYU football tomorrow, we got you covered. Pre-game coverage begins on BYU Radio 1:30 Eastern with Cougar Pre-Game Live. Then Greg Rubel will have the call of the game on BYU TV, a 90-minute edition of Countdown to Kickoff beginning at 2 p.m. Eastern. Hey, how about uh, the protection staff playing a Jaron Hall rush right there? Huh? Huh? I like that. We're live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Jerem Jordan in Provo alongside Spencer Linton in Lewiston, Idaho. Let's now bring in the voice of the Cougars for Washington State. Matt Chasnow joins the program. Matt, welcome. Good to have you, man. Great to be here. It's great to talk to you guys. Thanks for having me. You were just saying during the break that, uh, you know, Lewiston has world-famous fishing and there's a paper mill. There's, like, way more to Lewiston than I knew about? Um, it probably, well, it's probably a lot more than you knew about, unless you've been to Lewiston, Idaho before. I, I, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, there's some stuff going on down there. The, the real show is up the grade, about 45 minutes when you get into the Pullman, you get into the wheat fields, onto the Palouse. Nice. I, I've hung out in McCall. Uh, I've, I was hanging out in Island Park last week. I love. I was born in Idaho. You know, it's all good. We, we were joking, too. Like, why haven't we played this game more? This is somewhat regional, right? Um, first time since 2012, you know, with Mike Leach's first game at Washington State. Before that was 90. And then there was some holiday, you know, holiday bowl in there and whatnot. Uh, maybe BYU should play Washington State again. I, I like the idea of this. What do you think? I love this game. Like, I, I think this, I, when this was on the schedule and I saw this was part of the deal, I love that it's a little later in the year. You know, I, I think this, and now the, in the context of everything that's going on with the Washington State Cougs and even, the, even BYU, you know, you guys, BYU started out top 25, 5-0, and all this stuff, lost a couple games. It's a big game. You know, I, I love this game. I love the BYU brand, right, what it means nationally and – what it, it is coming in here, you know, headed to the Big 12 and whatnot. It'd be awesome if the Cougs, if we did Cougs and Cougs kind of baked in and what is to come of the non-conference schedule coming forward. Couldn't agree more. No, if I'm being downright honest, uh, I hate what has happened at Washington State. Like, I hate that the athletes are dealing with this and that it came to this. And that's not a political statement. It's just 
I just wish that Rolovich could still be the coach and that Washington State could have their full arsenal with staff and players and the mindset. It's obviously not the case there. So what is the mindset right now, Matt, as you look at the preparation of this game? What, how would you explain the mindset of Washington State football given everything that has gone up on, on, off the field? Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's focused, but the spirit of what you're saying is shared, you know, by really all. You know, there, there was no joy in the press conference that uh, University President Kirk Schultz and our director of athletics, Pat Shun, had earlier this week. It, it's, it's not like what happened was a relief or was exciting or anything like that. You know, it was a shame. And, it's a, and you're right. It's a shame it came to that. And um, the, there's probably not enough time that we have here in this window to, to really break it all down. And, or maybe there is, because it's actually not that complicated in, in some way. It's straightforward. But, um, you know, I, I think if you ask the guys, you know, where are their heads at right around Wednesday? So like Tuesday evening and then into Wednesday, they had taken Tuesday. They had practiced, but they really processed what this was. Right. And, and then when they got to practice Wednesday, you saw a pretty focused football team. And then yesterday, you saw some of the energy come back, a lot of the joy of being able to prep for BYU. And I really think that the quality of BYU and the opponent that the BYU Cougars are has contributed to the focus. Like, hey, guys, you better get it together because this is a really good team coming in here to Pullman. This is the last Saturday game here, home game for Abe Lucas and Liam Ryan and guys, Jod Woods, guys who have been here a long time, played a lot of Cougar football. Next home game is a Friday. Like this is the last Cougar football Saturday, as they phrase it here on the Palouse. And and so I think it means a lot to these guys. You know, and I think this football becomes the sanctuary, becomes a chance to unify, get together and, and try to move forward. And, you know, practice and, and the way the team's organized now, it's less chaotic than you'd think. You know, there's a lot of experienced football players. Some of the guys who have stepped up are super qualified. There's been a, there have been a couple of outside coaches who are leaked on social media to be joining. They, they haven't had a ton of time to really add impact. And, you know, I, I think it's really more about guys who have been here right now. And, and then the question becomes something happens when something happens in the game, right? Game football games don't ever go perfectly. You're going to throw an interception. You're going to have a fumble. You're going to go three and out. You're going to have a miscommunication, whatever it might be. How does that adversity go mid game? I, the the whole anticipation for me is what is that sideline? Like when something goes wrong, you know, it's not everything goes right in the game. BYU is way too good to expect that to happen. So that's the question. What's the third quarter, like halftime adjustments, Things like that. Like, what's the second half like when BYU throws a curveball? Matt Chaz now, the voice of the Washington State Cougars, is on BYU Sports Nation. Within the game, takeaways have played a massive role for BYU this season. BYU's 5-0 when it wins the turnover battle. It's 0-2 when it doesn't win it. Tied last week, lost it the week before. And then Washington State is ninth in the country with 15 takeaways. Seven picks, eight fumble recoveries. So do you feel like turnovers will be a, a big factor in tomorrow's game? 100%. I mean, no doubt about it. I actually think the goal of the BYU defense and the vision of Jake Dicker and the Washington State Cougar defense seems to be really similar. I mean, if you just look at the numbers on paper, the way Washington State has won games is with exactly what you're looking at here, turnovers, right? I I don't think they're terribly concerned with yards between the 20s. I really don't. I think it's about red zone defense, and it's about forcing turnovers, 
It's been really consistent, guys. They're not good at it every once in a while. Every game, in key moments, they force turnovers. They bow up and they get key picks and they force key fumbles. And Jake Dickert's coached it really well. Washington State has won three games in a row and, frankly, have looked really impressive on offense. However, the play caller that is responsible for those three wins largely is now gone because of the firings that happened with Nick Rolovich and company. And the play caller that was demoted has now been promoted again. So, Matt, what kind of offense do you expect in the second go-around by the original play caller? Yeah, so I, I think it's a little bit TBD on how much that what we really was demoted from and what's he going to be going to. And here's what I mean when I say that at Hawaii in 2001, 20 years ago, the quarterback was Nick Rolovich. The center was Brian green and the slot receiver was Craig Stutzman. Okay. Brian green's been up in the booth. And I think what they really did. And, and I think Craig Stutzman had a really good relationship with Jane Delora, right? They went to the same high school in Hawaii. They known each other for a long time, but Brian Smith knows them also. Right. So Brian Smith's going to go down on the field. And I wonder if the communication face to face in person is really what they were doing when they said, hey, Craig Stutzman, you're the play caller. I mean, we'll, we'll find out, you know, and I, I don't know the degree to which there really was a shift in complete responsibility, probably some veto power. But but sometimes when you play that game, a telephone in the game, right, guy up in the booth, guy down on the field, head coach down on the field and they're all talking and and it's a it's a maybe a busy headset. And then the quarterback comes out to talk to Craig Stutzman and maybe there wasn't enough time on the play clock. You know, we'll see. You know, I, I think that Brian Smith being down there, it, it, he knows this offense. They're all, the, it's, they're all the same tree. They're the same team in Hawaii. And that's what he's doing here. So he'll be down on the field. And I think that's, what's really going to make a difference in, in this game for what, for the Washington state Cougars offensively is, is what is that dynamic like? Matt, you just broke one of our show rules. We don't talk about 2001 Hawaii. BYU was 12 and 0, ranked ninth. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Went into yeah. Hawaii and gave up a still program record 72 points because Nick freaking Rolovich threw eight touchdown passes. Yeah. We don't talk about that game, bro. Well, listen, you know, it's not all gone. Brian Smith's still there. You know, it's part, it's part of the story. It is what oh, it is. Oh, man. Yeah, I hate that day. I hate that day so much. Um, Jaden Delora, <laughs> Pac 12 high, 15 touchdown passes. Has he been a surprise in a pleasant way this year? No, not surprising. He's really gifted. Big recruit. Big recruit. Gifted kid. Played last year. You know, won a game on the road in Corvallis. Obviously, super tough year. The abbreviated pack schedule. I mean, there was a lot of heartbreak last year, guys. Cal, the Cal game was scheduled in warmups, uh, was canceled in warmups. They never got off the bus to get to the airport to go to Stanford. They get on the bus, they load up, and then they had to pull back. So, you know, Jaden Delora being very good is not a shock. He knows the system. He's a gifted kid. I think actually the surprise was the slow start. The offense was, was really limited the first three games. I mean, the Cougar record could be better, right? Losing to Utah state was a, was a gut punch to start the year. The Cougs didn't score the ball that game. They, the offense was sloppy in Salt Lake city. And that Utah game was a mess. That was not a well-played football game. It wasn't well-played by the Utes was really not well played by the Cougs. And it was tight, but kind of for the wrong reasons. You know, the offense couldn't really get going. Now, Garantano was a quarterback in that game. But they off that was what the offense was, right? And you alluded to the play calling change. Maybe that was the difference. Maybe it was comfort. Maybe it was because Cal's struggling, at least at the time. So 
you know, I, I think the surprise really was the slow start more than him playing better these last three weeks. The run and shoot hasn't been great the last, you know, the whole year. It's been, it's been good the last three weeks. It has not been great. They scored 21 in Berkeley. Generally, that doesn't get it done, right? They played a lot better against Oregon State. You know, they threw the ball and they threw almost 400 yards, and that's really good. And they were good in key moments against Stanford. They could stay on the field, and, and that was great to see. You know, the third downs were an issue. So they're getting there, right? It's like an engine that's starting to turn over, but I think they've just scratched the surface. So let's talk about some other key players. Obviously, Jaden Delora is going to have a huge factor in tomorrow's game. Max Borgie, I feel like, is old reliable. Like, he just does so many things for uh, the Cougs in red. But who are some of the other guys that BYU fans should watch for in that explosive Washington State offense? you got to look at the hashes, okay? It's all about outside those tackles there. So Travell Harris, all-pack receiver statistically the best kick returner in Cook history, most attempts, most yards, punt returner also, great athlete. Calvin Jackson Jr. had one of the best catches that's humanly possible, not hyperbole, <laughs> in Berkeley, like all time. Was the ESPN number one play, just awesome. And so he has that kind of ability. you know. So you've got two elite slot guys. And if you look at the, the – Gentleman blocking uh, right before that catch there. Number 88, DeJean Stribling. Okay. Um, true freshman from Hawaii. Better than expected. They knew he'd be really good. He was a good recruit. He looked really good. Uh, Stribling right there. You know, he, he's a really good player. I think he's been even better. I mean, the Cougs have three top 10 receivers in the pack, and he's one of them, and he's just a true freshman, right? Big frame, kind of a prototype of an outside receiver. So when you're talking about an offense that's going to try to throw for 400 yards, they're going to do it with those three guys. There's no tight end, right? So um, Deion McIntosh got a little banged up last game. See how he's running. And, uh, you know, you guys mentioned Borgie. You, you know Borgie's been around a long time. He's a really, really good player. So the, the other outside receiver spot, they haven't gotten the production out of that. They're looking for Donovan Ollie caught a touchdown that first game. But it's those three guys that have really shined. They look really good. It'll be a fun uh, matchup to watch. Well, Matt, we appreciate time. Outside of mentioning 2001 Hawaii, that was great stuff, man. Let me regale you with a tale of 20 years ago. You know, it was Hawaii, BYU. Oh, great, little, to, great to talk to little, you. A little tear coming out. Thanks, Matt. All right. Matt Chasgow, the voice of the Cougars with Washington State. I ser- Great stuff from Matt. I seriously hate that day so much. Oh, man, that's, you, that's great. Yeah, you mentioned that you were fortunate to be on your two-year mission trip, Jerem, during the 03 and 04 seasons. Yeah. I was on my mission trip in 2001, so I didn't really experience just how devastating that was. I found out 10 days after the fact, so it was, you know, it was late. There was other things go- there were other things going on that day for me as well that didn't go well. But anyway. <laughs> yes, coming up. Let's talk with uh, one of the best volleyball players in the entire country. Whitney Bauer previews a top 25 matchup. From Idaho, speaking of where you are, and it's a sataki calf-off. What is that? We'll explain. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Tomorrow, 12th-ranked BYU women's soccer riding a five-game win streak. The Cougars have scored 28 goals, only given up three over that span. They host winless LMU at Southfield on the BYU TV app. 9 Eastern. 
If seven goals has been the norm against some good teams, what's going to happen tomorrow? Uh, could be interesting. He is Spencer from Lewiston, Idaho, just on a fishing trip. Has nothing to do with the Washington State game. I am Jerem. <laughs> this is BYU Sports Nation. Interact with the show. Follow us on social media, BYU Sports Nation, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Round is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Jerem, what was the one big takeaway you had following BYU Basketball Media Day? The BYU feels like a veteran group that wants to equal or better what happened last year. I feel like this team got a lot older with Seneca Knight, Tijon Lucas, Alex Varsell coming back. I think they're ready to do something like they did last year, but winning the turning. I guess I should have known this. I mean, just looking at the roster and what the makeup is, but... Well, thinking about the movie that Alex Barcelo and T. John Lucas are going to potentially put on in the backcourt, yeah, that makes me emotional. But this BYU team is going to run a lot. They're going to be up and down, shoot a ton of threes. There won't be so much off the screen on, like, so much offense started with the dribble. I think this team's going to move the ball a lot more and pass. I, I, I like the high, high pace, the high speed this team's going to play with. I just want ISOs like the NBA. Just one guy dribbling like James Harden. No, I don't. T. John Lucas uh, told KSLSports.com's Mitch Harper that Kansas offered him late, but he still chose BYU. Was T. John a better get than we think? Well, I think we knew how good he was based on where he came from. I, I know that he was at Illinois and Milwaukee, but, I mean, he was the guy at Milwaukee. So, uh, like, it's it's always nice to hear who they turned down to choose BYU. And so, yeah, there's just a little bit of a surprise there, but... I think I already felt like T. John Lucas was that caliber of player that could go to Kansas or go to Gonzaga and contribute. He's he's that good of a player. Yeah, played at Illinois the first two years, went to Milwaukee, put up a 14 points a game, five assists and four rebounds in back-to-back seasons. He's a good player. I'm very excited to watch him. And yes, he's probably better than we thought based on Kansas offering it. I didn't realize it was that level, man. That's awesome. Jerem, eighth-ranked BYU women's volleyball won a couple of big road games. They did drop a couple of sets on the road, but it's okay. They still won the matches. However, the home set streak continues. Will they sweep San Diego and keep the home dominance going in a sweep fashion? That could totally happen tonight. It did in the spring in one game. Uh, The other went four. I could see that. I think there's going to be a ton of juice. Uh, There was a notable injury to an outside hitter. Uh, for San Diego last weekend, a sprained ankle, so perhaps that affects the throws, but he's playing at such a high level right now. I could totally see that. I am jealous that you are going to be courtside for what's going to be an electric atmosphere at the Smithfield House. Top 25 matchup. It's not as good as Lewiston. <laughs> well, there are some amazing scenics uh, up on the Palouse yeah, for sure, but. The Smithfield House is special, and a top 25 matchup is remarkable in that place. So I expect BYU to sweep this match because just pure emotion and the level that they're playing at. Hard to beat that combo. 9 Eastern tonight on BYU TV, and we'll finish with this. Festus Sataki tweeted about this photo from BYU Football. Kalani and I were discussing who has bigger calves. I was sick of him thinking it was him, so I'm glad someone took a picture (laughs) to prove my point. Is this even a debate? No, it's not a debate, but come on. One was a fullback, the other is a wide receiver. Kalani still really could play fullback. Fessy would be definitely more of a wide receiver. 
They're, they're coaching the areas that they need to be coaching based on their calf size. I think Caden Hawes versus Kalani Stake is the calf off that we really need. Yes, yeah. yes. All right, Jerem, coming up, let's get to our prop picks for the Battle of the Cougars up on the Palouse. And the teenage junior, Whitney Bauer, the setter, one of the best in the country, helping 18-1 BYU, is in studio to talk about the mega matchup with San Diego tonight. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Eighth-ranked BYU women's volleyball host number 21 San Diego tonight watches the Cougars look to remain undefeated in West Coast Conference play. 8-0 San Diego, 8-0 BYU, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and the app. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. Great to have you. Spencer's in Lewiston, Idaho. So we're just going to give him a segment off so he can go fish or something. And speaking of, I know someone that fishes a ton. Also fishing for a win tonight. Her name is Whitney Bauer. She's the junior setter for BYU Women's Volleyball. Whitney, how you doing? Good. Thank you for having me. You are very outdoorsy, right? Oh, the, yes. The fam okay, let's yes. talk about this. We mentioned it on the broadcast <laughs> before. But you guys, you guys are like into like hunting, fishing. Oh, yeah. You can do like this turkey call or something. Yes, I'm kind of jealous of Spencer right now, honestly. That he's in Lewis. Yes, that he's in this. Yeah. And he's jealous of me being at the match tonight. So yeah. I think it's fair. So how, like, how outdoorsy are you guys, your family? Oh, we love it. Fly fishing, hunting, you name it. We're, we're in. You can do all of that. We can, yeah. <laughs> and what's like the turkey call thing? Oh, yeah, I can call turkeys. It's, it's You can cool. like summon them? I, can, I guess in a way, yes. I can call <laughs> them in, bring them in, and then... Yeah, that's it's like the funnest part. So you part. you need now I, we'd have you do it now, but like you have like a instrument or something. Yeah, like a mouthpiece. Okay. So I would do it for you right now if I could, but but you can't. I need my mouthpiece. Yeah. You need the mouthpiece. <laughs> okay, we'll do that another yeah. time. Okay, so obviously tonight is a massive game. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys played a bunch of big games mm -hmm. this year. You played on on the road at at the time. You know, number four pit. They got up to number yeah. two. That, yeah. Matt, that's your only loss. Right. Taylor Ballard Nixon wasn't there. Yes. She, she was out. Uh, you played Utah. You played some quality opponents, Pepperdine and LME on the road. You mm -hmm. guys took care of business in four. This is a big game tonight. Uh, how you feeling? How's practice been this week? Getting ready for this one? Oh, we're excited. You know, we we're just looking to get one percent better every single time we're in the gym. You watched General Conference, nice. I did. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, we're just super excited. Tonight is going to be a really fun game, so we're going to come out with lots of energy. Hopefully, we have a big crowd. So yeah, we're we're super pumped. There will be a big crowd. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. a good one tonight. And then they'll go to Midnight Madness with basketball. Yeah, that's the right. Whole deal. That's, that's a plan. Um, San Diego's the rival in league. Mm -hmm. What has that been like the last couple of years competing for conference championships against the Toreros, who are undefeated in league, yeah. ranked team as well? Yeah, no, they're a really good team. And honestly, right now, the game plan is just to um, serve tough, serve our serves, get them out of system, and, you know, pass well so we can run our offense and, you know, distribute the balls to all of our weapons. So that's really the, the, the mindset we have going in and just playing good BYU volleyball. So, yeah. You're your coach, Heather Olmstead, uh, in chatting with Amy and I this week, getting ready for the match, said, I was excited that we didn't serve well but still won over the weekend. Yeah. Because that means you guys overcame some adversity there. Mm -hmm. What did it mean to not play your best in that part of the game, which that's where it starts, mm -hmm. right, but still get really good wins on the road against LMU and Pepperdine? Yeah, it's just cool because then we are able to focus, you know, on our passing or focus on our blocking, which our blocking was has been really, really good. So, you know, we're able to focus on those other aspects of our game and it's just been super helpful, yeah. You talked about the ability to distribute to all of your hitters. Mm -hmm. And, man, it's fun for you, I bet. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> what is that like in trying to understand, okay, how can I get Kenzie going? How can I get Taylor yeah. going? When do I need to feed the middle? Um, and when am I sliding, you know, with, with mm -hmm. Kennedy or Heather? You have some amazing options. What's that yeah. like to be sort of the quarterback of that? 
Well, first of all, I am the luckiest setter because all my hitters make me look good. Um, I have I'm just I have so many good options. Um, I think it's more like understanding um the strengths of each hitter. You know, Heather on that line is on the slide is so so good. She's so dangerous on the slide, and Kennedy hitting her deep corner shots, um, and Taylin and Aaron hitting their high line swings, and Kenzie. I mean, Kenzie's a beast in the front row and back row. So I don't know, just. Finding ways to help them score has really bettered me as a setter, but it's just it makes setting so fun. We're talking with Whitney Bauer on BYU Sports Nation. I mentioned you're the teenage setter, so let's <laughs> talk about that. You've re- you reclassified. You didn't have a senior year in high school. No. You came after your junior <laughs> yeah. to join your sister, Morgan, mm-hmm. on the team. You're both juniors now. Was that weird? Was that hard? Because, like, in high school, people love their senior year. I really yeah. like mine. But you wanted to come be with your sister. You want to get to BYU. And then all of a sudden, you're like 17 years old at BYU and setting on this yeah. top 10 team. What was that like? Oh, it was it was a really cool experience my freshman year. I'm just so lucky because I had Kennedy Eschenberg. You know, I had all the seniors and, and Mary Lake and McKenna. And they were just amazing. They kind of took me under their wing and kind of showed me the way to go. And, and Heather was super, super supportive and encouraging throughout my whole freshman year, making sure I was okay and I was doing okay in school and, I don't know, live-in situations. So they made it easy and made it fun. So, yeah. There could have been a ton of pressure there, right? You're just coming off a of Final Four year. Yeah. Did you bit. feel that pressure or was it like, it's not me, I just need to get the ball to the right people? Yeah, that too. But I just wanted to play good volleyball and I was just so excited to come in and play for, you know, the National Coach of the Year and play for, like, the best team ever. And they came off, you know, such a great season. And so I just think that I was just so grateful. I felt so blessed coming in and just more excited than anything. So is it, it's two or three of the crowds this year have been um, top 10 all-time BYU. Yeah. Kind of hanging with that 2018 season where right. there were some crazy crowds. What's it like to play in the Smithfield House when it's one of those nights, which tonight might be one of those nights? Yeah, fingers crossed. But, no, it's, it's crazy. It's such a surreal experience. It's pure energy. You know, and mm-hmm. I would put BYU fans up against any other fan base in the nation, really, um, it's just so cool because volleyball is such a big mo- game of momentum and it's crazy how much the fans can impact that and, you know, shift that energy, which is huge. And a lot of times, you know, volleyball teams have to create that energy for themselves, but, you know, we get that little extra boost from the, well, I guess not little extra boost, but a big boost from the fans. So it's pretty awesome. I like to say this is a volleyball school. Yeah, it's a volleyball <laughs> Because the men and the women's teams are amazing here. It's really yeah. fun to watch. What's the, what's sort of the relationship with the men's team? Because, uh, what, two, like two players have married men's players oh, or yeah. whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, we see them I'm a lot. I'm not talking just romantically. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Um, no, we see them a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, we're always crossing paths. We see each other, like, passing through the hallways, going to the gym. And I don't know, it's super cool. We're always encouraging each other, and we're each other's biggest supporters. So. And yeah. then the coaches are siblings, of course, of the yeah. respective teams. Yeah. And then you, you share office space-ish, you know, you guys are on the mm-hmm. first floor there upstairs. Yeah. So, yeah, you're literally crossing a ton. Mm-hmm. Okay, San Diego tonight, we talked about how big a game this is. Mm-hmm. What is it that you see uh, from them that has your attention, and what do you hope BYU does tonight to get a win? Yeah, um, they're a very long and big team. You know, they have some long players. 6-5 so, oppo. Yeah, right. And so, the beast. Yeah, so we got to be super scrappy and super defensive because that's just going to generate energy on our side. Um, you know, obviously, we got to out-serve them and out-pass them. But, you know, just focusing on what we can control, you know, will put us in the best spot possible. So, yeah. Amy Gant has said you're the best defensive libero in the country and your ability to <laughs> gather up all the tips, right? What is it about that that you have learned to be uh, good at that? Because that's how you beat Utah, in my opinion, is Danny Drews was tipping and crafty doing her mm-hmm. thing. 
I'm not left-handed, but she is. Um, <laughs> and you were gobbling those up. She was she was neutralized in that way. So mm-hmm. how have you learned to play defense that way? You know, I just I think I have the mindset just to not let a ball drop without giving max effort every single time and just selling out every single time I see the ball. And I hate it when the ball hits the floor without someone going for it. So, you know, that's just kind of my mindset going into any practice or any game. And you got to practice it, obviously. So, yeah, that's kind of my mindset going into it. Do you feel like you are or you will pass your mom up, Caroline, who played at BYU, as a volleyball player at BYU? Oh, I don't think so, honestly. <laughs> she's amazing and she's my idol, but I don't know. That, that's crazy. That'd be cool. <laughs> and I grew up watching your dad. I'm not trying to make you feel young, but I'm trying to make your dad feel old, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Danny Bauer. He's, he's nailing threes in the 90s for BYU yep. men's basketball. Back in the day. Was BYU always kind of the thing in your house or did it take some convincing? Oh, yeah. We are BYU's number one fans. Like, we've been BYU fans. I've been a BYU fan ever, ever since I've been, like, three years old. Came out of the womb. I was repping the Y. So, yeah, no, we love BYU. Yeah. It's been fun to see your parents at the matches and see – you're one of how many girls again? Uh, seven girls. Seven girls. Yeah. <laughs> Girl dad for Danny. Girl dad, he's, that's he's right. He's awesome. He's awesome. Well, we're going to have to, the next time we hang out, get the uh, turkey mouthpiece. Oh, heck yeah. And we'll we'll do the turkey call. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait to, I have no idea what that sounds like, but it should be fun. We'll be see awesome. you tonight at the Smithfield House. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, Whitney Bauer of BYU Women's Volleyball. Okay, coming up, prop picks. I look to destroy Spencer. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Right now, DJ Khaled be like, another, another Jaron Hall running highlight. I like this, the reaction. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU Radio app. Or you can just download the podcast, Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Okay, prop picks are presented by Tim Daly Nissan, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. Current standings, I have two. Everyone else has one. Uh, Let's go. Number one, what will be the difference in the BYU offense and defense rush yards? I'm going to say BYU plus 21 in that category. I think Washington State's going to try and run the ball a little bit more than they usually would because of what's happening against BYU's rush defense over the past two weeks. But BYU plus 21 in that category after all is said and done. Tyler Algier is the difference for me, plus 41. I go, I uh, add 20 yards. Okay. Speaking of Tyler Algier, how many total rush yards will he have in the net category when the game is over tomorrow. He's going north of a hundred. I'm going 112 for Tyler. Okay, I like that. I think he's just south of 187 is the number I have for Tyler Algier. Hopefully because Jaron Hall's taking a few of those yards. Yeah, that'd be nice. Number three, Jaron Hall's longest pass will be how many yards? 51 yards, Woo. and it's probably going to be to Puka Nakua. <laughs> if not Puka, it's it's Gunner Romney. Gunner right? Romney, yeah, yeah. His name's Gunner. What a great name, right? Uh, I go 49 yards, so we had a similar thought. Full disclosure, we are asked the questions. We answer separately. We don't find out the answers until we uh, jump into the show, so that's fun. Those are the prop picks. We'll watch those during the game. We'll see what we get uh, come Monday. Our question of the day, what would surprise you tomorrow in the BYU-Washington State game? Blair Wood on Facebook. If BYU wins by a landslide or loses by a landslide, I expect the game to be close. Do you expect the game to be close, Spencer? 
Yeah, I do. And I think uh, last I checked, it's uh, the line's like four or four and a half. BYU is a favorite on the road, but that's largely because of the coaching scenario on yeah. the Washington State side. I wonder what the line would be and what the expectation would be if Nick Rolovich and his whole staff were still there. Would Washington well, State be favored? Would that, it be even? It was BYU by one, one and a half at the beginning of the week before he was fired. So that tells us, yeah, it's, it's almost a pick em, which is pretty interesting because Washington's hot. Washington State's hot, and BYU's coming off two losses, so we'll see what happens uh, tomorrow. Our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, drove by it yesterday, looked amazing. Uh, Zachary Thornton on Twitter, hashtag BYU Sports Nation, Washington State mascot outduels Cosmo. That would be a shock, because Cosmo's the GOAT. Yeah, and there's no way Cosmo's <laughs> going to lose in any type of duel no. to Butch. Come on, a mascot man. mascot named Butch is not going to do better than Cosmo. <laughs> Even with, even with Cosmo with a Z, okay? <laughs> Cosmo. Today's Rise and Shoutouts are presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Convenient airports, right? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Lewiston has an airport, Jerem. Hey! Uh, we didn't fly into Lewiston's airport. We flew into Spokane, but it's okay. Hi, Mark. I had Hill. to rep my BYU basketball gear in Spokane before we drove two hours down to Lewiston. Yeah, hey, shout-out to Lewiston. Let's go. And uh, he said hi to Mark Few on the way out. Timeout for Africa and Gideon George as well. Get one. Uh, they tweeted a special thank you to Josh Crane. Uh, tagged BYU Sports Nation in the tweet. We distributed over 100 pairs of new and gently used shoes to our uh, school kids in uh, Minna, Nigeria. That's where Gideon's from. This continues to be one of the best stories in BYU sports, the fact that Gideon George is involved and helpful in BYU basketball are doing um, you know, more with this. They're actually going to do an in-season thing, which is super cool. TBD on those details, but uh, awesome to see those kids. Like a little Gideon George who got shoes in Africa. That's amazing. Okay, thanks to today's guests. so much. Matt Chasnow and Whitney Bauer. Jeremy, remind me, did we have time for Dennis Pitta? No, we don't. Sorry. Okay, we, did, we don't. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Spencer, I'm Jerem. Shout-out to Markel Staffieri. See you tonight for BYU Women's Volleyball. And then tomorrow, pre-post coverage of football and women's soccer. Go Cougs! The-